Good evening, ladies and gentlemen and FPL players of the world. The North versus South second podcast. Myself, State, and my southern friend, Heath. How are you, mate? Got... You look a little bit smug. Um, I'm very happy. I've even got beer today, guys. I didn't have a beer in the first one, so apologies. Um, but I will generally always have a beer in my hand when we're doing the podcast, especially after a, a good fantasy week. The Premier League is back, so... Um, so yeah, this week we'll have FPL highlights, so a bit of discussion and chat about the highlights from the weekend. Um, then we'll go into his game week, review of the week. So we'll, myself and Heath will both talk about how his teams did, you know, you know, you know, what how we felt about that, you know, any decisions, any last minute changes did we make that hopefully benefited. I know it benefited some of us, maybe not others. Um, then we'll go into the shit list. Didn't have a shit list last week, but this week. There's a shit list. It's going to be a great shit list, I'm sure. Um, I'm excited to hear he. So he should have a mountain of people <laughs> on there. Um, and then one of the features for the for this week is going to be a scout team feature, which we'll, you'll see us do most weeks. Um, Heath is doing Watford FC this week. Um, looking forward to that. It, you know, good weekend for him. So I think um, that should be good and hopefully give you guys some advice to find some cheap pickups there to get you some points. Then we'll go on to a shout out to all our followers so far or people who've joined the league. Then we'll do our game week preview and then we'll finish off with a quiz. Um, I've got a new exciting quiz to test Heath's knowledge out. So, yeah, looking forward. OK, yeah, so this is the uh, the discussion for this, this weekend's uh, football. I mean, I don't know about you, mate, but there... It, it seemed, I mean, we'll talk about FPL in a second, but football in general, there was this freshness about it. The, the atmosphere in the grounds, the, there, there was this excited feel that it was something we hadn't seen in a while. And when goals went in, the, the, the goal celebrations, you know, from the fans was, it felt more intense. Maybe they, they, they ramped it up on the, uh, on the, you know, with the highlights and the, you know, the, the speakers or something I don't know but it just sounded like there was a lot of, it was a bit more of a raw atmosphere compared to normal definitely no I thought you know you, you, you got yeah that, that intensity were there you know you had the feel good factor of the fans being back in the grounds you know obviously Football League fans had it a week ago, but the Premier League finally getting that back, you know, it was massive. I mean, I, I, I didn't go to a live Premier League ground. I don't support Premier League team. But, um, you know, I went to a pub and watched the Premier League game. And even in the pub, the atmosphere was sort of like, felt better than what it had been towards the back end of last season when you were starting to be allowed to go into pubs. Um, but it was different, you know, you have to be social distance, sat at your table, whereas people stood at the bar watching the football and, you know, it was a lot busier. And, you know, I think... Those sort of things, you know, benefit football as, you know, just, you know, when it comes to the hospitality section. But then, yeah, you, you've seen the crowds there and I'm almost, you know, I can't wait to, go to get to a game this season. You know, it's going to be good. Yeah, I think I think maybe I'm being kind of a little bit blindsided by the uh, the incredible, you know, game at Vicarage Road. Because uh, I, I did think that not only were there quite a lot of goals this weekend, but there were some absolute screamers. Obviously, Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about one of them from uh, from Vicarage Road later on. But uh, th there was another one from, from John McGinn, to be fair, as well, which which flew in. But overall, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like, I guess, a bit frustrating from my perspective. But when you see the better teams, your, your Manchester United, your Liverpools, your, you know, all kind of not only winning, but winning 
comfortably, you know. You know, it was just, it's fantastic to see, really. They were up for it, weren't they? You saw the games and they were all up for it. And that's that was it, you know. You could tell the buzz they were giving players, you know, getting back in there. I mean, yeah, massively. God, I mean, we had 10 wins in the Premier League this season. First game of the season, 10 wins. I, I can't recall when there was last, you know, a weekend where all 10 games ended up in a win for somebody. There's not yeah. a draw or two in there. You know, I, I have my money I, on Burnley Bryant being a Mate, that's exactly what draw. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, God, I mean, and I'm sure loads of other people did that. Burnley Bryant, nil-nil on my Super 6 straight away. That completely ruined my Super <laughs> 6 weekend. I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> but and, Just, and again, like, you know, uh, not only were, you know, three of the four potential title rivals comprehensive, um, but you also had the promoted sides all kind of brought something different to the table. Brentford, I mean, that is, I'm not a Brentford fan, but that's spine tingling for them to have that moment on that Friday night to be oh. one of the, the bigger clubs in the, you know, in the country um, and not, not just beat them, but beat them pretty, you know, easily in the end. That's um, not a big club anymore. Really? Well, that's what I said. One of one of the bigger clubs. <laughs> I mean, they've got a good history, but they uh, they they are a mess of a club at the moment. I'm sure Arsenal fans uh, won't disagree with that statement. Yeah, true, very true. But they they Brentford were great, Watford were great, and even Norwich. Who I mean, I didn't I, I didn't get to catch their full game, but I saw, saw the highlights and on what the Liverpool fans were saying was that Norwich brought you know a really it, good feel about them. They were it, much better than they've seen them in previous years. It, it, they put, you know, they worked hard, Norwich. I mean, they put in the effort and, you, you know, they're not, I don't think, I think, I still think fancy them would go down, but I don't think, um, you know, they'll be, you know, completely, you know, way laid down there and, you know, miles behind. But, I mean, they were just against the Liverpool team that were too good for them at the end, you know, going forward. You know, the likes of Salah, you know, Mane, you know, Firmino, when he came on, those guys were linking up, you know, they've just got international players all over the park. And, you know the way they played Liverpool, just the press was there again. You know, and you know, they, well, to be fair, Liverpool got a big season ahead after last year's absolute dread. You know, what well, ended up being a dreadful title, sort of. Um, yeah. You know, you know trying defense. to keep hold of the title. The title defense was just um, was not good by their standards. I mean, they started off all right. You know, the top start of December and then just fell apart. So I think you know they've got a lot to prove this year, haven't they? So, but and I think. You know, they, they still had players out, you know, Henderson won't play and Thiago won't play and they have Fabinho on the bench, you know. So I think it was a good show of strength by Liverpool there, but Norwich definitely didn't didn't sort of disgrace themselves. And, you know, the, the fans were behind them all the way as well again. So, yeah, good yeah. to see. And I think I think another thing that really stood out for me was that the 3pm kickoffs as well, having them yeah. back. I mean, not just the Premier League, but also the, the Football League, you know, the uh, Championship League 1, League 2. Mm. Um, just being able to watch, I, I didn't, I didn't have Sky where I was, but I was watching a BBC one. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not great when you've got to rely on Dion Dublin, but you know, it's uh, it's, it's it was got over hundred league goals to Dion Dublin. You know, he, he, had, been, a, he had a great header on him, didn't he? Been an FPL <laughs> baller that that guy. You know, it'd have been brilliant for an FPL team. It'd have been hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, he would have been your six million, wouldn't he? Definitely six million next penalties. Maybe that year when he played centre half, maybe they'd have put him as a centre half as well. That'd have benefited you as well. That good. would be incredible. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> unbelievable. But he, he yeah. I think, like uh, having those three pm kickoffs, the idea that 
you can go on Twitter and there's goals going in all over the place. I think when the when it all kicked off with COVID, I thought the idea of having individual games at different times and being able to watch as much football as you want, I thought it would be really good and interesting. But actually, in the end, it, it's too much of a good thing, really. And by yeah. the end of it, I was pretty sick of, you know, and I know it's, again, the, the thing is, I, I talk about, it's saying, like, joking about Burnley and Brighton, but, Watford were just another one of those teams that people wouldn't want to switch on for. You know, if, if you were one of those, unless you were Leeds United last year, most people weren't that desperate to watch, you know, teams no. outside of the, you know, again, yeah. what you would deem as a top six, maybe not so much now, but your Leeds, your West Ham's, your, your Villas, mm. apart from those three, really, most people weren't that desperate to watch them, but... Yeah, but... But you also with the three o'clock games, you, you got that buzz of checking the scores on your phone. Exactly. You're a, you're, you might be at a game, you might be watching your, your team play in whatever league it is from, you know, from Conference North, Conference South, all the way up to Premier League, Scottish League, whatever. And and the beauty is that seeing three o'clock games in the Premier League is that, oh, you're looking at that, you know, as well. You're keeping your eye on, you know, these, these the scores and a bit. You might have a bet on, you might have an accurate on. We're not. Don't get me wrong, you know, gamble responsibly, people, you know, will not, you know, say and do anything. But, you know, you might have a bounce, but you're checking the three o'clock games and, you know, and you're looking at that, you're looking at your Super Six, but you're just in general thinking as well, is match of the day going to be worth a watch tonight or should I stay out and just get drunk instead? And it's, well, uh, this weekend, watch match of the day. It was brilliant, you know, lots of goals. And I mean, and a nice little segue into, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you found like highlights for FPL this week, this weekend, but I felt like because of the three PMs, because there were games going off, uh, you know, at the same time, it meant you had three or four players all playing and it yeah. was very hard to keep up. So there's an element of excitement rather than, you know, if you're watching one game at a time, obviously you're not, you know, unless you've got free Liverpool, free United or free City or something like that, free Chelsea. It's unlikely you're going to have that many players at once, but I thought I thought did you, I don't know if you noticed it, but there was um, the, the the FPL actually have the live league updates as well, which was quite yeah. interesting. So mm. after a set of fixtures have finished, they they actually updated it during the the day, which was yeah. quite odd because I, I saw um, I mean my poor score again. We'll come to this in in a minute, but <laughs> like it it was the fact that I was thinking, wow, like today did well yesterday. But it wasn't. It was uh, the scores that come in late, you know. And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a real, real nice welcome um, addition to what, to be honest, I thought that that was kind of going above and beyond for them because I didn't think they'd be able to do that. But they, they yeah. you know, it, they seem to be on, on their game. And, and obviously adding that new features is going to make a big yeah. difference because you can, you know, give me stick straight away with your, your Salah captains and your Fernandez uh, hat tricks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I'm like, yeah. I completely agree with. I think think you think you've nailed on what we should discuss next. <laughs> yeah, nice little segue. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that leads us on to our um, game game week review, really. So um, yeah, um, I believe um, Heath, you're, you're you're down to go first since. Well, since you didn't come first, you may as well. Yeah, I mean, once, uh, you know, best till last, and and you know, begrudgingly, I'll admit that. Um, I, I, I so honestly, I'm looking at it again, and it's just pathetic. But there were players who I can build upon. But I would be lying right now if I hadn't thought about my wild card. And the reason why, just I run through my team now, right? So 
I've got Emmy Martinez with two points. Well, uh, Lewis uh, Duncan two points. Aaron Cresswell on seven, which was uh, his goal. Mm. Yeah, Ben Ben White with just the the solid one point there. Um, keeping with the Arsenal, Bukari Saka with one. Didn't start the game, came on, was lively. Another Arsenal, uh, Emil Smith Rowe with just the two again, looked lively. Then I've got um, somewhat realistically, I, I was quite happy about. You know, Emmy Buendia at Aston Villa only got two points. I'm quite happy with that one. Kai Havertz with one point didn't start. Realistically, that's probably just because of the, the um, Super Cup game he had. He played 120 minutes. Should have thought about that. Honestly, that's such a schoolboy error. Yeah, Hyungmin Sun, though. I mean, what a legend. Ten points, uh, you know, well worth every penny in my team. Uh, he's, he's such a good player. But he, he, got, he got ten points. And and the two strikers, uh, Antonio at West Ham got me 13 points, had a stormer, and Danny Ings, uh, yeah, cheeky little goal at the end, penalty. He's on the penalties at Villa, which we probably all expected with um, with seven points, had him as captain, so got up to 14. My bench was Sanchez with just two. Chilwell didn't play, Lukaku didn't play, and uh, Reguillon, he got seven points. Uh, I, I didn't, to be honest, I don't think many people would play defenders against Man City, but yeah. I, I guess I missed out on that one, but I'm not too worried about that. But overall, 55 points. If like any other week, that's not a bad, solid start. But yeah, just tell them, stay. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Just tell yeah, them. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Well, put it this way, let's, let's just go in a context here. You know, the average points for this first game week is 69. That's quite high, um, you know, I think, you know, for, for an average game week points. Um, highest points in the whole game were 150. So, you know, I think, um, but yeah, I mean, oh, just Arsenal. I mean, God, you put your faith in Arsenal with three players and you, well, that just absolutely beat you in the shock, you know, in the, in the, in the nads. So, never mind, lads, you know. Move on to next week where you'll just get another beating, so it's fine. Let's go on to the Northern Super Kings. What a team! What a team! Um, the, the lads have done well this week. I'm not going to lie. You know, we've we've um, we've, we've started the season strong, and we've um, we've looked to look to our two main guys that we've spent good money on for the season you to, um, to, to, to bag some <laughs> points. You know, and and that, that's it. You know, you've got to spend your money well, and you know that's, that's what we did. So, um, I mean, there'll be a couple of gripes when we get onto the shit list because nothing's perfect. But, um, yeah, we started <laughs> off well. Um, and, you know, we've got, we've got the three points in the head-to-head, obviously, so we're clear there and, you know, not doing bad in other things. But, um, so, yeah, Jordan Pickford in net, you know, two points for him. No clean sheet. I was a little bit annoyed by that because, well, yeah, just I, I just was. You know, Rafa's normally good for some clean sheets, so hopefully he starts that soon. But, you know, they, they obviously dominated the game, Everton, really. You know, they were the better team. You know, Pickford didn't get any save points, so two points, that's fine. Uh, Mr Diaz from Manchester City, I think a lot of people were surprised by the, the result yesterday. But, um, you know, they got two points. Then my other two defenders, cheap as chips, these guys. So I've got uh, Mr Amati at Leicester in for six points as they've got centre-half problems. So it was a shrewd person in, cheap. And then got um, the, the full back at Liverpool, um, Simicast. I think I might pronounce that right. I think it's Smashed it. 
Yep, excellent. And so six points for him as well. Well, you know, long, you know, long may Andy Robertson just um, have that niggly injury really, and he can stay playing because he was actually a decent player. Going to the midfield, things start getting big soon, so be, be prepared. My two players practically outscored um, Heath's entire team, so that's good. Um, Riyad Mahrez, two points. Not not brilliant from, from him, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Harley Barnes, three points. And then Bruno Fernandes, 20 points. Good man. Good man. You know, three goals. Yeah, why not? You know, just, just do it. And they did it against Leeds as well, which is always good for most neutral football fans. Um, and then Mo Salah. So Mo Salah got 17 points. He, he was my captain, so I got double for him. I got 34. So, you know, hindsight, if I'd have gone with Fernandez instead of Salah as my captain, I'd have got, you know, six more points, which would have Don't been... be greedy. Pretty, you know, well, I know, but I'm, I'm, I've got some disappointments because, you know, I'll, I'll tell you why when I give you my, my cumulative total. Then up top, uh, Patrick Bamford started, two points for Leeds. I mean... I was pretty much thinking that that's probably he might have nicked a goal. United don't keep as many clean sheets. Callum Wilson for six points. Um, Callum was a late swap into the team, to be fair, because I originally said that he wasn't in the squad, but I had sent, sent Maximum in instead, but I, I changed him around elsewhere so that I could bring him in instead of St. Maximum and it worked out well for me. And then the other man, the Brazilian superstar, that is Richarlison, with 11 points up top, one goal, one assist. I mean, don't get me up to start as to why he's down as a striker since, you know, he plays wide forward generally and like Mo Salah does and, you know, he's not. So, but 11 points. So, well done, Richarlison. You're a good man. I know Heath has a, a, loves him. You know, Watford legend, wasn't he? So, for a year or two. I'm not bitter. Mm. not bitter at all. Oh, good luck to him. I hope he, you know, he does well. I hope Real Madrid don't come calling from him, you know, with uh, the new manager wanting to get some Everton players like Decor and Richarlison. I hope Real Madrid don't come calling from him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like Great you said, Evertonian us. arts. Not, not bitter <laughs> at all. Not bitter at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, um, so that, yeah, and then my bench, to be fair, nothing would have improved my team on the bench. Um, my keeper, Virginia, didn't play, obviously, because I got picked for the net anyway. Brownhill got one point for Burnley, two points for Cody at Wolves, and then a Norwich guy, Omo Bamidele, zero points, he didn't play. So, you know, so I, I put out my strongest side out there and came out with a, a nice 94 points, which was very, very enjoyable. I'd have taken that at the start of the game week, but I was on like, you know, 90 points just before the City Spurs game, and I'm thinking, right, City. Can we do something here? Can Maras get get a goal? Can Diaz keep a clean sheet? Can I get the magic 100? You know, that would have been a great start to the season, but um, it wasn't meant to be. Um, you know, so and that that would have been the difference between making Fernandez captain instead of Salah. Very happy with the game week. You know, as I said, you know, comfortably, you know, made a strong start. Three points in the league table, head-to-head league table and uh, a big points difference after one week already. What thirty nine points difference there? I mean, ouch! That's a, that's I, a I, I want. I, I want to kind of jump in here, mate. All right, and and I want to give you some stick, all right, because it, you've had a great week this week, right? But it won't last long, and the reason why is you're not going to have Salah and Fernandez scoring goals like that every week, all right? Leeds are just awful against Man United at Old Trafford for some reason. 
Uh, Salah, just Norwich just can see goals against Liverpool every single time. So that's not going to happen every week, right? You've got Pickford, who is, you know, always a disaster in Everton colours. He's great for England, terrible for Everton. Uh, Diaz, to be fair, probably get rotated. Same with Mares. Then you've got Armati. Well, they've just got Leicester guard coming in. So, uh, Timakas is going to get he's going to get replaced by Robertson anytime soon. Harvey Barnes is an injury waiting to happen. Richarlison's off to Real Madrid. Wilson's injured probably soon. Bamford, well, you know, second season leads won't happen. Yeah. Brownhill's Hearing not playing. Box, Cody's rubbish. Sound of a very bitter man. Heli, take him out of your team <laughs> because you know he's quite hard to pronounce. <laughs> As, see, some of us have never been good at taking defeat, and this is just improving <laughs> it right now massively. Cannot take it. It's, Don't get um, me started on Virginia for Everton. Yeah. He's not even on the hey, bench. <laughs> well, doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be. It's fine. <laughs> Don't you worry. I've I've got plans for my next team. You know, I've, I've you know you know I've got I've got got ideas. Things things are going to be fine. So don't you worry. You know, I, I use what was best out there for the for the first game week. All good. All good. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So but yeah, that's the, the the review of the week. Yeah. So now we have our our shit list. Um, this is our first shit list of the season. Um, this says maximum of five players from our region, so the north or the south. And basically, we'll have to kind of pick and choose depending on how these guys perform. We we'll have our reasons for them to be on the list. Uh, they can get promoted onto the list or relegated off the list. Maybe it should be the other way around. No, but yeah. basically, um, state, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine there being many people on your list, right? What have you got? Well, no, not 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 massively. To be fair, you, you struggle with that. I mean, I, you know, the city players are on my shit list. You know, Mares, Diaz, not didn't didn't really perform. I suppose that they're not on the shit list bad enough to to keep them out of my to to get rid of them though. But um, you know, I could have just done with a better performance from City. To be fair, yesterday, so I think City in general would be like across my shit list really on that. You know, there was nothing glaring. To be fair, um, you know. I didn't see anyone miss an absolute sitter, which cost me an extra five, six points, really. That, that upset me. So, and yeah, generally speaking, I, I can't complain. So, my shit list is finished this week. You know, it's, yeah, just the two city players not getting me up to 100 points. Yeah, you disappointed me a little bit. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about it and I forgive you this week. If I'd nice. lost by one or two points, they would have had a different story and a lot more abuse going that way. But, yeah. Not today. Nice. Let's, let's well, go to your shit list. Yours must yeah. be really good. Uh, you know, when I said a max of five players, I, I'm actually looking at uh, increasing that to maybe uh, 12, 13 <laughs> players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've kind of, I, do you know, I initially went full max five, and then I thought, actually, it's a bit harsh on a couple of them. So Kai Havertz was initially on the list, but I took him off because I thought, well, it's, it's my fault, not his, that he didn't play. Um, and I think that the, I think Bukaro, I think Bukaro Sacco was on there, but then I thought, well, he's he's suffered a lot of uh, you know unfair abuse, you know, for missing that penalty in the summer, uh, which was an absolute disgrace, by the way. The abuse, not the penalty. The penalty yeah. was fine. Um, and uh, yeah, so I ended up with three players on the list. The first one I will say is Emi Buendia, the, apparently the best player in the championship last year, didn't turn up at Vicarage Road. Um, I, I actually 
when you said earlier about you know whether I was looking to bring in Ben Rama, I can't can't say that Ben Rama was actually in my team really leading up to that Friday. But you know now when I look at it, I think to myself, why didn't I go for him? You know, it's easy to say it now. But Buendia yeah. looked pretty average against Watford. He 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 goes on there. I, I've got a feeling that it might just be a one-off and that he might show his class once he kind of settles into the team. But I, I, I do think that everyone seemed to go a bit crazy about him. But when he came up with Norwich, you know, Ooh, people crap. were making... Yeah, people were making excuses saying, well, he was setting them up, but people weren't converting. But mm-hmm. I don't think that, that football's that simple sometimes. I think, you know, um, you, sometimes you've got to grab the yeah. ball by the horns and actually do something yourself. Yeah. I, uh, he's I, a talented I, boy, but... I don't, I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League. I think he's quality championship player, bang average Premier League players. You know, if it proves me wrong, fair enough. But The second guy on my list, again, I have no idea why he didn't play. And this is Thomas Tuchel's fault, not my fault. Ben Chilwell. I, I'm pretty sure Alonso played in the Super Cup the other day. I don't didn't wasn't aware of any injury to Chilwell. Uh, he didn't play in the Euros. Yeah, you know, why isn't he in that team? It, it made no sense. And and honestly, the thing is, if there was any mention that Alonso was going to play, I probably would have. I don't know if I would have picked him, but I probably would have gone with someone else anyway. But he he didn't play. He's on the shit list for not playing. He needs to train harder. He needs to work harder. He's a good left back. But when you've got Alonso in front of you, you know, and you're letting my team down, you're on the shit list. I'm sorry, Ben. Um, yeah, Needs to pull his finger out. Yeah, really, definitely. really let down by him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably have a word, but the and the other one is another Ben, and again, this is uh, another big signing for the summer. Ben White. Now, I am not going to be one of those people who patronises the promoted teams, as I support one of the promoted teams. I didn't expect Brentford to beat Arsenal, but I knew that they would be a, a competitive, enjoyable team to watch because I've seen them last season and I've seen them. A, couple of years ago Brentford are a good team to watch I did expect Ben White to either keep a clean sheet or actually you know have a good game from what I saw he did not have a good game I think from what I saw really Kieran Tierney yeah Yeah. I think Kieran Tierney Smith Rowe and uh, and when Saka came on they were the only highlights of that Arsenal team Um, and Ben White like I say made the mistake of bringing him in because I just I've overfought it, um, but you know, I, I I think people are desperate for Arsenal to fail. Apart from Arsenal fans, obviously, and they might surprise us in the next two very very difficult games. I didn't put Bamiyang on the shit list. I mean, you had him in your side at one point early goals. Well, yeah, but do you know get what? him on there. He was in my team, and again, another last minute. This is a thing why I became. Tr- this I'm glad you brought him up actually, because this is a reason why I got suddenly very trustworthy of of Twitter rumors because someone said that um, Abamyang and Lacassette were both hadn't travelled, so I took out Abamyang. I thought I was being clever by bringing in Lukaku a week early, thinking well, he's definitely joining. He's definitely going to play in game week two. I'll get him in now, and just make sure that my you know my team is probably going to most of them are going to play and uh and yeah i mean i can't really i, I don't want to see obamiang in my team really to be honest so with lukaku joining that's that's my big striker the um up front but yeah no um 
I'm 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 going to stick with those three for now. Uh, I don't know if Chilwell will be able to come off it because I think I may have transferred him already. <laughs> we'll come to that. We'll come to that with a preview. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. Ben Chilwell, it sounds like you're the number one on the ship, to be fair. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Really do. Well, good. Now, good, good shit list there, I think. Um, and um, obviously, yeah, Heath was... Um, a lot more active than I was this year. I'm sure it will always be that way. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty quick to get some on my shit list if I can, if I can do. So you've caught me in a good mood today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that now takes us on to our, our our feature of the week, which is scout a team feature. So you'll see this most weeks. We'll we'll alternate it as I mentioned before, and and Heath is um, gonna. Talk to us about his his scouted team this week, which is his his team, Watford FC, the the Hornets, the one ground in the UK that doesn't serve beer to away fans, which is absolute disgrace. Especially when your team's getting battered by Watford as well, even worse. So yeah, take it away. Yeah. Um. So the the reason for this 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 feature is that we we see there are obviously. You know, a lot of really good FPL content out there. Um, but the one thing I feel like is, you know, maybe there isn't enough about specific teams going into the, the fundamentals of those teams. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at specific teams from our region and really kind of like work out what players you should be looking to buy or you shouldn't be looking to buy. So the first um, first player we, we've got is the, uh, the good on the eye or we'd also say like the, you know, the low scoring FPL player. Um, for, for Watford, I'm going to go with um, our new boy, Peter Etobu. Uh, signed him on loan from Stoke City. He's meant to be, uh, you know, an energetic midfielder. He was signed for quite a lot of money from Stoke with the idea that he was going to, you know, work hard off the ball for them and, and push them, you know, towards mid-table. Unfortunately, it didn't really work for him. I think they got relegated the season he joined. And then he, I think he got in a bit of a strop about being a championship, wasn't that interested. But this is where bargains come from. So I think we've got him on loan. I'm not too sure if we've got a view to a permanent deal. But from what I've seen in pre-season, he's looked very decent. But I don't think he will be someone that will, you know, get you a lot of points. I think he, he will... He'll be probably, from what I saw the other day against Aston Villa, he'll be one of the best players, you know, for Watford. Maybe similar to an Etienne Capu, but chances are you won't see him scoring many goals. Although, having said that, he did score an absolute belter in pre-season against Doncaster. So maybe I'll be eating my words there. Um, the, the, next, the next player I've got is um, the, the differential. Someone who maybe you may not have heard about, uh, it's quite tough because he scored at the weekend. So I think you probably would have heard of about him now. But it's um, it's Juan Cucho Hernandez, who Watford signed about four or five years ago as a young guy. Needs to get his work permit. He went on loan to a couple of Spanish teams in the last couple of years. I believe he got injured in one of the years. So never really got going. Last year, had a decent season. I think he came on, maybe it was 50 seconds into, into the game and, and scored. Like, massive, super sub. I, I would put him down as maybe one of the players that you would say he, 
he could be starting in the next couple of weeks. And at five million as a striker, I think he'll be a really nice differential for for most teams. He's got a lot of lot of pace. He's he's very lively, and he's got like this swagger about him. But to be honest, the last time I saw someone like that was Richarlison, where you just thought, oh, he 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 fits in straight away. Mm. Um, yeah. The 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 next guy on on you know on the list is is the newcomer. Which again, Hernandez could have fallen into this, but I'm going to give it to the guy who started, which is Emmanuel Dennis, who basically came from Club Bruges for four, I think it's four million, five million. And not many people really spoke much about him. He scored a couple of goals against, I believe, Real Madrid in Champions League and got his name out there. But he he got in a strop about losing his his seat on the the, the coach when he was at, you know, I think it was at Bruges. And, um, and he, it's and like being at school, that is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Actually. So he's got this, he's got this temper about him. And obviously, you know, that's not really good sign, but that, that's kind of standard for Watford. Watford, <laughs> you know, being such a small club in the Premier League, they have to sign these players with issues. Uh, we had a guy called Jose Holabas who would get booked every game. You know, he would never get signed for a big club because... He was temperamental and um, was, you know, basically a, a walking yellow card. But the fact is that when it comes off and they're playing every week and they're enjoying themselves, that temper disappears and they just get on with it. And what I saw of Dennis the other day, he was linking up incredibly well with Sai, got a goal and assist. He looked like he had plenty of confidence, took his goal well, maybe a bit of a mistake from Martinez for the goal because it went kind of through him. But he, he could be our main sense forward. I can't say for sure that he will be because there wasn't enough to see in pre-season that, that uh, Cisco Munoz was looking to, to you know, have him as a main striker. In, in my opinion, I, I was quite surprised. I thought he would have gone with the tried and tested Troy Deeney because he always scores against Aston Villa. But Dennis looked really good, looked really confident, reminded me a little bit of you know, similar kind of attitude of uh, Odi and Agalo, someone very animated on the pitch and, you know, quite, you know, confident but shy at the same time off the pitch. Mm. And we'll see how he gets on. Uh, but I think he could be quite a good newcomer. And again, five million striker. I mean, it, that that is, if he's playing every week for Watford and he's getting service from Ishmael Asar, then uh, he, he, I don't think he will score, you know, bags of goals, but he may score you know, 10, if he plays regularly, he may score 10 to 15, which is when you're a team like Watford, that's exactly what you want slash yeah. need. Um, but yeah, it's moving on. It's what you want in a, fa- in a fantasy player as well, I, I think as well. 100%. You don't, 100%. You, don't, you, don't, you don't have the money to get three 12 million strikers in or, you know, the top. You can't have Kane, Lukaku, Vardy. Well, you could, but you're not going to have much else. So you do need to find these five million players, don't you? And that's why we're doing the scouting feature. So he's, you know, great, great point there. You know, if you're looking for those 10 goal season, five million players, it'll get you, you know, enough points to think, well, actually, it's a nice little shrewd one because that's the difference it can make. Definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, I think for, for, from my perspective, looking at it as, you know, someone who, who plays it regularly, uh, plays FPL regularly, you, you do want to have certain players. But the one thing that worries me a little bit about those last two that I mentioned is, he, this, and this is the reason why they're five million, we've got Josh King, who's, you know, not quite fit at the moment. We've got 
Jao Pedro, who had a really good season last year, very another young Brazilian coming through, who could be quite an interesting character. Um, we've even got Ashley Fletcher, who came from Middlesbrough, and Troy Deeney. Then you've got, if they can't get sold, you've got Andre Gray and Isaac Success. There's plenty of strikers, and there's only you know really one, maybe two spots, because some of these yeah. players can play out wide. So I, I do think that that's the only problem is that the rotation and, and what you're saying there is that actually when you want to pick a, a, a cheapish player, you just want to know that they're going to play every week and give you points off the bench. Uh, and I, I don't know, but at the moment, it seems like if I was a betting man, I would assume that if you scored the, that, you know, the week before, you're probably going to get into the team or he probably won't change too much around. So I would imagine that uh, Hernandez might come off the bench again next week and Dennis will probably be the main centre forward but we'll see um, the next the next guy I'm, I'm going to go from I'm going to go from one extreme to another so someone who who did play very well uh, but I'm, he's he's my leave it alone uh, player which is uh, his name's Kuchko um, who played centre midfield box to box midfielder um, I believe we bought him on a I think it was uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of money from Palmer. He's 34 years old and he just, you know, he's a tough tackler, gets gets stuck in. Very, you know, showed a lot of skill to be fair, but the reputation he brings with him from Palmer is that he's going to be your walking suspension. He's going to be your player that could get booked most weeks, like I was mentioning earlier with Hollybass. Um, although, I mean, I didn't see enough of him creatively at the weekend I would say that he looked very lively another one really stood out like Peter Tobu who you know the, the fans were licking their lips at the idea of those two playing centre midfield week in week out but I do yeah. think that you you know fantasy football wise I believe he's 5.5 million you wouldn't want to touch him right now too much if he was 4.5 maybe but if he's getting yellow cards every week gets a red that's the last yeah. thing you want from your bench to have to think about substituting one um transferring one of your cheap players yeah and, and he did get booked to the weekend didn't he so, he did yeah, yeah. so yeah. He, he lived up to his reputation um and then going from one extreme to another of of someone you may want to leave alone to a potential captaincy if if Watford were playing you know let's just say who's the weakest team in the prem let's go with Arsenal um if they <laughs> if they were playing Arsenal uh next week and you know there's all the big teams are playing each other. You can't see one guy to stand out and you want to go with one captaincy from Watford. It's it's quite simple. It's Ishmael Asar. Six million. I think that maybe there was a few players that really stood out this weekend, but I, I think if you weren't talking about Ishmael Asar, then you really don't know football too well, Premier League football too well, because I think he had one of the best you know, kind of game weeks out of anyone because six million goal and assist, and he he tore Matt Target apart. He just, I, I believe, he got substituted at half time Target um, because he's just so poor, and they pushed pushed Ashley Young back to left back. But Ishmael Asar, I'm I'm really dreading this Harry Kane transfer because if it goes through, Tottenham have been linked with Saar, Liverpool have been linked with Saar. If he gets sold for 50, 60, 70 million, then we might be in the same position as Aston Villa, where we, you know, we might have to buy three or four players to kind of replace him. And that's just not going to be very easy. 
this guy could easily be playing Champions League for one of the top English teams, without a doubt. And, and if he's not by next season, I'll be really surprised. But we'll see. But he easily, he got quite a lot of goals. I think he got something like nine goals, seven assists in the first season of the Prem. The, the guy is just, uh, you know, He's a, he's a, you know he's a goals assist machine for a team who got relegated. That's quite impressive. So that's my scout. I mean, overall, Watford played really good counter attack football. They they had Simo on the left, Sar on the right, and Dennis up front, and then Hernandez when he came on, and they were just basically allowing the team to have possession, and then as soon as they broke down. They were getting forward as quickly as possible. A lot of pace going forward. And the midfield, like I said, were really, really dominant over Villa's midfield. They didn't have a chance. I will say that I haven't mentioned one defender in here for Watford. And that's because, apart from maybe Dan Batman, the rest of them, I couldn't tell you are back for at the moment because in the moment, it just it, that, that's not the back four I had in my mind, what I thought it would be. I thought it would be Kiko Femenia, Danny Rose, Siri Alta um, and Trusty Kong or Cabaselli or Cathcart. But Siri Alta was one of our best players last year. And again, Dan Backman and Foster. I would have gone with Backman, but Foster's such a good um, you know, football player. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow gets back in there because he's, he's, he's incredible, even at 38 or 39, whatever he is. But yeah, they play yeah. very good football, but I do think they'll concede goals. Backman will make a lot of saves. So he's, he's a really good shout. But... Overall, yeah, Watford were good. You know, I don't know if I've really stressed that. Yeah, I think, you know, well, like I said, at least, at least you won something at the weekend. That's the main thing, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, but no, yeah, you know, like I said, unless you're a Watford fan, you know, as people looked in at Watford players that much, you know, um, obviously I, I don't because I've got a Northern team. I'm not picking the Southern players. So, but, you know, it's good to see you know, those insights and, you know, it'll be on to me next week to, to scout a team, which I'm, um, are you picking my team to scout next for the next week? Yeah. yeah, go on then. Um, so I'll give you Norwich. Let's, let's, let's start <laughs> from the bottom up because, because yeah. people want to find more out about the promoted teams initially. Um, yeah. there's, They've seen Burnley, they've seen Newcastle, they know what to expect. But Norwich, I think that will be a good one to, to see. And obviously, when they're playing Liverpool, um, it's kind of hard to kind of properly scout them. So um, I'm not too sure who they're playing next. Let's have a look. Um, the away at Man City, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, actually, to be fair, it'd be good. I'll scout the players and I'll be like, it might actually be worthwhile getting, soon getting them in because they'll soon be not playing any of these top sides anymore. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. good luck for me. Norwich is next week. Bring on the Canaries. Thank you. <laughs> we yeah. now have our um, our next section, which is is, is dominated by the, the North versus South uh, League that we've just basically set up. Um, and I believe, State, you're going to give us um, some shout-outs and an update. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I um, appreciate those who've entered into the league so far. So we've got a league of six so far, which includes myself and Heath. Um, so, you know, which is good. So thanks to all of the four teams. Um, so quick quick shout-outs. Um, so top of the table after game week is um, 
Betty Swallocks FC with 106 points. So good, good work there. Um, biggest shout out though goes to um, the King of the South, King in the South team, um, who um, who's actually done a full on Southern based team. So he's like, what a legend. You know, so exactly what we were looking for from somebody well done, to, um, to to sort of you know jump on the jump on our our sort of um, our bandwagon and um, and you know put in either a southern or northern team. So yeah, southerners are actually you know beating the northerners in terms of that you know having two southern focused teams in our in our league. So yeah, really really glad that somebody has um, got on got on that. And um, yeah, thank thank you thank you for for doing that, um, King in the South. Um, you got 63 points as well, so you beat Heath as well. So you're actually the number it. one south-based team in, in FPL in our, in our league. So well done there. Long may that continue. You keep being above Heath, that'll just make my day even more <laughs> sweeter. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, you know, and just, so, yeah, keep doing it. He actually has got his, his male Asar in his team, actually. So, yeah, he's um, he's done well there. He also had your good friend Marcus Alonso in there who's, Keeping Ben Chilwell out, so yeah, good good work from 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 you. Um, so yeah, like I said, yeah, keep joining the league, guys. Um, we'll um we'll make sure that the um the, the codes on there, and you can join throughout the season. So yeah, you don't just because you missed the first week doesn't mean you you can't still join the league. And thanks to the other joiners as well. We've got a um Yevakusen B, and then we've got the the Greal Deal as well as as the other teams who've joined. So yeah. Thanks for, for joining and um, yeah, like I said, anyone else who wants to get involved and join the league, please do so. And if and if anyone's done a Northern team, love to have some, some support in there as well. Yeah, I actually have the code here. So the code for our league is V5IR8C. So as State said, you know, feel free to join the, the league. And I, obviously it's going to be quite tough now to, to set up a North or a South team. But um, you know, you're only one week behind. Just, just do it. Be fun. Yeah, we're doing it. We're having fun. Yes, <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, massively. Especially <laughs> Northern teams, you can get players who score real points as well. So yeah, get them in there. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. So yeah, do that. Do that. So yeah. So um. So yeah. Obviously, um. That, you know, good start. Still, we've got six people in his league. You know. It's, Far more than we expected, I think. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> so that then takes on to um, this game week preview, I believe. Next, so um, I think um, obviously this is um, we've got a few days before the the, the game week's going to start, but um, we're going to just go through sort of what we're looking at. And some people may have already been drastic and made some transfers already you know, out of the the heat of the moment. I'll, I'll run through my team. I've already made the transfer because if I'm being honest, with you. I'm always a little bit wary of price rise, price drop. Um, so I did get rid of Brent Ben Chilwell and uh, I brought in um, the Brentford left back, Rico Henry. Um, I know it's a bit of a, it's a, a long shot here. They got Crystal Palace away. So I thought I'd bring him in. I'm, I'm looking at it thinking to myself, I'm not saying that Brentford are going to keep you a lot of clean sheets, but I do know this. Uh, this guy and I've, I've you know seen him playing for Brentford previously. He gets forward a lot. I'm hoping that he'll play uh, quite advanced uh, and get some assists. You know, and he he'll get clean sheets because of the way they play. They're they're a confident team. They they will probably concede chances, but they've still got a lot of good defenders around them now. 
And for me, it was just about seeing how they got on against Arsenal. And they've proven their worth already that they can compete against, you know, one of the weaker teams in the Premier League. So um, I shouldn't really be insulting one of my southern teams, but I am doing that. <laughs> and, and you'll see why in a minute. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've got Emmy Martinez, who's got Newcastle at home. Um, I've got Aaron Cresswell, Leicester at home. Rico Henry, Palace away. Lewis Dunk, who's got Watford at home. Um, then I've got Reggion at uh, Sergio Reggion, who's playing Walter Way. Emmy Buendia stays in because he's got Newcastle at home. Son, uh, obviously, he's, uh, he's guaranteed to be playing now. So I'm hoping he'll be playing up front again if Harry Kane still isn't back. He's, like I say, got Wolves away. Havertz is in my team. I'd assume he'll be playing against Arsenal away. Then I've got Danny Ings, uh, Mikel Antonio. Antonio's going to be my vice-captain. And I've got big Romelu Lukaku. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the South. They treated you badly up north in Manchester. And... Uh, all I can see is plenty of goals, plenty of points. And this guy could be the reason why from zeros to heroes for next week. Um, I, I'm, I'm betting on Watford to score. So I've got Sanchez on my bench. And then listen to this bench. I've got Ben White. I've got Bukhari Saka. I've got Emil Smith-Rowe. No, no trust whatsoever for Arsenal at home to Chelsea. No trust. They've, uh, they've uh, obviously Ben White's on, on my shit list. He's also on my bench, and the other two. I think the other two, are good. yeah, all, all three of them are good football players. I just think they've got two terrible fixtures coming up. But once they see those out, I'm sure Arsenal will pick up their form. Yeah, and I hope they points. Definitely. Yeah. No. So that that's so, that's my team, and and like, obviously. Um, the big welcome of of Romelu Lukaku means that he'll be going straight in as my captain. No messing around. You know, if I'm going to be paying a lot of money for him, he's got to be captain worthy. Um, and I don't think many people will have him. So he could be a nice differential for me this week. Yeah. yeah good. Huh? Can't run like that. Now, come on then. What's the, <laughs> your centurions, your, your nervous nineties. So yeah, let's um let's try and get the hundred this week, guys. That's that's what we're aiming <laughs> for. Um, but yeah, not not much drastic changes to my side at all. I've made my one transfer. I've I've taken out Daniel Amati from Leicester. Um, obviously they've got Vestergaard on the line. I believe Amati will be the one to make way for Vestergaard and Soyuncle keep his place while Johnny Evans is still getting back to fitness. Obviously Fofana's out injured, so um. So I've taken him out, I've transferred him out, and I've brought in um, Luke Thomas, the fullback, um, young player, but you know, really good. And you know, he got into the side a, a bit towards the back end of last season, I think, and he, you know, definitely impressed um, in this short sort of period of game time. So, I, you know, I think I think he'll um, hopefully he'll, he'll keep going. It's a little bit of a risk, but um, because they they signed Ryan Bertrand, but I think um, I think you know Thomas will. Should hopefully keep his spot, and he's, he's you know he's, he's a bit cheaper as well. So yeah, I've got the I've got Pickford in net again still. Um, they're playing away at Leeds, Everton. Um, probably won't keep a clean sheet there, but you know probably have some saves to make because Leeds will be playing in front of an Ellen Road crowd in the Premier League for the first time in a long time, and I think you know that'll see them 
you know, putting a real good show there. So he could get some bonus point saves or hopefully he's get a penalty because Pickford can save penalties. That's what he's good at. Um, then, so yeah, back back three again, Diaz, City at home and Norwich, I think it'll still start. Uh, Simicast, Liverpool, home at Burnley, and then Luke Thomas, away to West Ham. I mean, a bit harder to keep clean sheet there, but that'd be my three. I could bring Conor Cody in maybe, but who knows. And then midfield for Mares, Fernandez, Salah, Harvey Barnes. You know, Mares playing against Norwich. Will he might be a, a victim of Pep Roulette? Who knows? Um, hopefully not. Um, Fernandez, Man United, away at Southampton. You know, playing if he's not, if he's as long as he's not injured, Fernandez will play pretty much every game this year. Salah home to Burnley for Liverpool. Yeah, I fancy him to get some goals, so he'll probably be the El Capitan for, again. And then Harvey Barnes for Leicester away at um, West Ham. You know, he's, he's someone I've got my eye on to, to maybe sort of transfer out if I, if I don't think he's going to be getting much points. Um, so that, that's a, an idea for further down the line. And then your front three, Richarlison away at Leeds. Leeds concede goals. Richarlison scores goals. It's a recipe for points, that is. I'm telling you that now, folks. Recipe. You know, it's... It's, it's, it's like having a good curry, that is. Definitely. Straight away, <laughs> you know it's going to be good. Um, Callum Wilson, if he stays fit, he'll score goals. Will will probably concede. If they're conceding three to Watford, you fancy Callum Wilson to have a, have a good chance of a sniff of, of some points. And then Patrick Bamford, Leeds at home, whatever. And, you know, I think there'll be a different prospect at home. Leeds this year, they'll be, they'll be strong. He scored 17 goals last season. 11 assists, so I'm sure he'll, he'll start firing quickly. Um, which then leaves my bench. Virginia, he won't be getting any game time this year. He's just a cheap goalkeeper to, to, to sort of save me some money. Connor Cody, he may, I may bring him in, you know, if I get any wind of any of my players not playing. Cody would be the one to come in. Brownhill for Burnley at Liverpool. Again, I mean, he plays, he played only a sort of short amount of time at the weekend, so... He's probably again just a filler at the moment, and then the the Norwich lad, Omar Bamidele, um, he's probably going to start once he gets fit, but he's 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 off, he's off ill at the moment. So and I don't mind that at the moment because they they've got a horrible first four games. So hmm. I think 18th of September they have a they have a nice easy winnable game because they're playing Watford. So I think you know, that could be a time <laughs> to bring him in. Um, so yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, so no, nothing drastic in terms of changes. Just the one transfer that, that I've done, and um, yeah, I think we'll be, I think we'll be happy with that. And as long as there's no major sort of injuries or anything that come out in the in the in the media this week. Yeah, I think I think uh, just I mean obviously that's a pretty decent team. Uh, I, I I hate to say, but. Um, the one thing we normally have like a do's and don'ts kind of section, but we haven't got that this week. But I will say one thing that I would really highly recommend for anyone who is listening. Um, if you can bank your transfer this week, like I said to stay earlier, we had such a great game week for the first game week. You guys put a lot of time and effort into your teams. Don't go crazy. Don't get angry and transfer out a player just because they didn't perform this week because that is such a schoolboy error by doing that. Um, I, if, if I was, say, for instance, where State got 90 or points, personally, I would have banked that transfer um, because such a solid week obviously had his reasons, and that's fair enough. But personally, I would bank a transfer as, as, as often as I can. 
because the last thing you want to do is is give away points by playing, um, you know, by doing two transfers um, during a week. That's such a waste of points. I think at one point the, the rules were slightly different and people did it quite often. Now that you can bank a transfer, do it as much as you can. If you can, it'll make a huge difference come the end of the season. You want to make as, as little transfers as you can, really. Yeah, definitely. Now, echo those thoughts for sure. And I, and I did think about it, but I just thought, yeah, Amai's not going to play now. Best of guards has been bought. I think he's, I know they kept a clean sheet, and, but I think, you know, he's got a full week of training with him as best of guard now. So I think he'll, he'll get it. They'll probably get him in this weekend. So that brings us on to then our, um, is, that, is it quiz time? I think it might be quiz time. That's right, mate. It is. I'm prepared. I'm ready. Excellent. Focus. So, um, if you listen to our pod, first podcast, so the quiz last week, um, Heath um, tested my knowledge with um, players' um, values, a bit of a higher, higher or lower game, which um, we, you know, the copyright means we we can't we couldn't call that higher or lower, but you know, <laughs> we, we we still did. So who cares? Um, but um, but yeah. So this week I've done a different take on it. So we're not doing that. What we're doing is percentages of teams that this player's selected in in the FPL. So just for example, you know, I will give, you know, I'll give Heath the name of a player and he needs to guess what percentage of teams that player's in in the family still league this year. I've given him a I've given him a tough target of trying to be within five percent of it. Maybe I don't know if that's a bit harsh or not, but you know, we'll um you know We'll, we'll do this one for fun and you know, and everyone else, you know, if you're listening, you know, write them down, you know, write down the answers to what you think the percentages of are. Now, I took these percentages this morning um, at, um, at, I think it was 11 o'clock this morning I've written down. So I should have been working, but, I, you know, I, I took time out of my busy work schedule to, um, to do this for, for Heath and his enjoyment and hopefully watch him get close on a few so there are all Southern players that I've picked and I've picked one player from each of the 10 teams that you've got choices to pick from as well um, so yeah so where would we like to start any particular club you'd rather start with Heath or are you pretty open here I'll be honest mate I just I just had a quick look to see a percentage of one of your players so like Mo Salah and I just yeah. looked to see how much he was owned and he's owned by something like fifty odd percent. I thought, okay, well, that's that's that. At least I know what the you know the most owned player is. But yeah. I think this is going to be extremely tough. But yeah, I'll start with um, start with the the best. Um, you know, let's go for Watford. You want Watford? Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because this is your what it sounds like. He's he's like your best mate. This guy. Ismail Asar, he, he seems to be have a lot of affection with for him. So that's who I picked for for, for you. Um, Ismail Asar, you know what? What, what do you, how many team? What percentage do you think he is in teams? Well, all right. So like I say, where Salah's about fifty something percent, I can't imagine you know there being a. I can imagine he's the most owned at Watford. Him and Daniel Batman and Ben Foster probably. I can't imagine anyone else else owning many other players unless they're trying to get a very, very cheap player in on their bench. So I'll probably go for 12%. Well, so this morning, as of 11 o'clock, he was 3.9% owned. <laughs> Jeez. So you're a long, you're a long way off there. Um, he has gone up, though. He's gone up to 4.1%. 
um, as of right now. I've just checked it now whilst we're whilst we're doing this, and he's gone up to four point one percent. So there's been a, an increase in the market for him. So there you go. Maybe someone's been listening to it. Maybe someone will listen to our podcast, and it might seem surge up to maybe four point five percent. Who knows? But yeah, you're a long way off with that one. I'm not going to give you any kudos for that. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not having that. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a fail straight away, big time. Um, but but yeah, it is tough. This so don't get me wrong. I'm not going to punish me for getting anything wrong. It's it's a it's a tough one. So um, right, you've had Watford now. Um, since you didn't get close enough, I'll choose your next team. I'll go with your favourite team, Arsenal. Um, you know, team that's done well for you, obviously this weekend. <laughs> Sorry guys, I can't get over it. That's <laughs> all. Um, but um, so. Gone for a good player though, Arsenal. So, Mr. Tierney, who do you, what do you think on him percentage-wise? Yeah, I, I, I th- obviously I kind of overblew it a little bit with Saar. Uh, and I reckon that Tierney is going to be more owned than Saar for sure. So, I'm going to go for 15%. Well, you, you're still going way too high at the moment, I'll say that. So, <laughs> giving Tierney is 7 point... Well, uh, this morning at 11, he was 7.8% owned. He's dropped down to 7.7% as of right now. So, okay. yeah. yeah. So, you, you know... I my research. The, the, gap, the gap was less than the, the style one, though. So, you know, you, you may, you're getting closer, but, but yeah. Yeah, so Tierney, not... I'll nail the next know. one. No problem. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think to be fair, you know, 7%, you know, that's quite a lot of teams that are earning. I know it's not really when you say 7%, but I think it is in terms of this game. Yeah, you're going to have your Salas and your Fernandes and all those big players getting like 50%. But, you know, outside of them, you, you're not going to get that many, you know, that are, you know, in the 10 plus percent probably, you know, because, you know, it just it just won't be. I don't think, you know, you'll, you'll have maybe at least maybe, 10, 15 players maybe in the game who have, you know, got a high percentage of ownership, I think. But I could be wrong, but that's why I think anyway. So um, who do you want next then? So you've had Arsenal, you've had Watford. Who else do you fancy? I'll have a B, please, Bob. B, a B. So I'll, 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 go for, I'll go for the new boys, Brentford, then for you. So you can go with that. So I've picked the keeper, Raya, for you to have a, to have a gamble at. All right. Well, because he's 4.5 million... I'm going to, I reckon he's owned less by than, than Sarah. I'm going to go with 3% owned. That's, that's good. A great shout. So this morning at 11 o'clock, he was 2.9%. Oh, beautiful. He's 3.1% now. So you, you, you're just a 0.1 percentage off. So brilliant work. Yeah. 2.3.1% as of this moment, 29 this morning. So good work. I think you're getting the hang of this now. So, yeah, let's stick with the bees. You seem to have some luck there. You know, there's another yes, bee that you can have. So, yeah. Um, so, let's get Brighton. So, we've gone Brighton. I've gone for Lewis Dunk for you. So, defender. So, what do you think Mr. Dunk's at? Well, as as he's he's uh, obviously he's a high scoring defender, someone who's going to score goals. But because he's five million, I'm going to say he's not going to be hugely owned. So, I'm going to go with. Two percent owned. Oof, yeah, you've gone too low there, kid. Too low. So really, he's this morning at eleven six point three percent. He's gone down to six point two percent owned. But yeah, six point two percent. Impressive. Yeah, no, I, I was a bit surprised by that. But like you said, score goals. You know, he got five goals last year. I've got him one team. To be fair, there you go. So yeah, there you go. So 
so yeah, Lewis Dunk, yeah, that, that's him done. So we'll get get um get him ticked off the off the list. So who do we want to go for next? Let's go for Chelsea. And your your man, the man you pinning all of your hopes and dreams of are even getting close to me this year, Romelu Lukaku. You'll basically need him to perform, otherwise you're gonna be screwed completely, I think. But um, it's a it's yeah. a really tricky one because like because he definitely wasn't playing and he's so much money. I wouldn't expect him to be heavily owned. But I'll go, I'll go with I'll go with 5%. Ah, 10.3% as of this morning. He's now up to 11.1%. Wow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I've, I've got um, a bit of egg on my face because I'm having <laughs> a bit of a stinker on this quiz, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if anything, the listeners are actually le- learning more than I. I've obviously kind of helped them to understand, but that, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Things are about to get nicer for you. Don't you worry. Danny Ings, Aston Villa. What are we thinking? It's got to be fairly well owned. That's that's a good one, actually. I, I'm going to go with fifteen uh, percent. Thirty-eight. Point six percent. Jesus, that's the worst one. That's my worst <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. he, he is well on this Danny Ings. He's um, yeah, yeah. Pe- people are buying shares in the guy. That's that's it, you know. <laughs> so Jeez. yeah, thirty-eight point six. It was thirty-eight point seven this morning, but it's gone down point one percent for some reason. So yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's Danny Ings. Go on to your. One of your favourite teams, Palace, next. Yeah. There's only one player worth actually speaking about when you mentioned the name Palace, to be fair, really. So I've, I've gone for him. So Wilfred Zaha. Um, what yeah, it can't be much because they've had, they've, they've got not the greatest run of games. So I'm going to go with, I mean, if Zaha is that low owned, then I'm going to go with 8% for Zaha. No, you're close on this one, so you've done well. So 6.8%. So you've gone 8%. You're not bad there. 1.2 out. I'm happy with that. You call, we'll, we'll call that a win for you on that one. That's two, right? Two wins. Yeah, yeah, two wins. Yeah, I'm giving you that one. That's that's good work. So, yeah. So that's that's it. We've, we're down to the last three now. So we'll go with Southampton. James Ward-Prowse. Ah, he should he should be less than Zaha. I'm going to go five percent. That's no win for you, Heath. Four point two percent. Four point two years. So good work there. And um, yeah, I mean, what Prowse? He's got a lot of points last year, and I think he'll you know do all right for people. But you know, he's he's a bit more expensive this year, isn't he? Six point five million. So yeah, and they don't see. look. Like I, I think a lot of people are writing them off. Uh, after Ings, uh, yeah, after yeah. Ings left and Birchin left. I mean, they got Armstrong in there. They still got Armstrong, Shea Adams. So they got some strikers there, maybe. But who knows? We'll see. So um, we'll go to another player who could have helped your team if you'd have bothered to put him in your starting lineup. And Regulon at Spurs. So you know, it's a nice seven points on the bench for you. Um, what, what do you think? Mm. What do you think about Regulon? Do you reckon he's well earned? No, I don't think he is. And and the reason why I don't think he is is that I don't think many people would have imagined that Man, that Tottenham were going to beat Man City at the weekend, let alone keep it cheap. 
So I, I think there'll be plenty of Tottenham fans maybe putting him in the team, thinking he's not a bad shout. So I'll, I'll put him down as, as 7%. Well, you're within the 5% because he's 3.6. So that's classed as a win. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 3.6. Um, yeah, I think that, that, that's gone up from this morning. So we leave you with the final man, West Ham. There's the only one man to think about, and he, he smiles a lot. He's a, he's, he's a legend, this guy. You know, if I if he played for an orphan team, I'd have him in my squad for sure. Mikhail Antonio. Beautiful. That's what I was hoping you were going to go for. And and the reason why I say that is because I'm thinking if Ings is sank 30, sank percent, Antonio's got to be up there too. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go 37%. 26.3. Oh, he's cheaper than Ings, guys. He's cheaper than Ings. <laughs> yeah. And he had an must easier fixture, Newcastle. <laughs> I'd have, I'd, I must admit, I'd have been, I'd have been thinking he, he should be more well-earned than Ings, to be fair. You know? But I suppose injury things, injury problems, they, you know, he, he pulls up their injuries you know, late before the start of games and stuff, so maybe people are just scared a little bit by that with him. Who knows? Yeah, uh, to be fair, I say that Newcastle are easier, but let's be honest, before the game started, everyone would have assumed Villa would have smashed Watford. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fair enough. I get it, guys. I get it. I, I do take <laughs> it personally that you've chosen Danny Ings um, and obviously not cared too much about the the, the might of the, the Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I'm disappointed, so mate. Go. I mean, my, my confidence was low after the 55 points, but you've you somehow managed to get it lower. Thanks for that. Oh. With a ridiculous, ridiculously hard uh, quiz. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I figured, you know, just, 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 yeah, kick a man while it's down. That's the motto <laughs> for the season. And, you know, we'll all have down moments this season in FPL. I'm sure we will. I'm definitely sure I'll have some. But um, when you get the high moments, you need to really dig them into the people you know haven't done as well. As well. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And and the good thing about it is that next week's quiz viewers uh, or listeners actually if you're currently listening at the moment you're enjoying it and you're thinking why would I listen to this again next week well I'll give you a reason because because the quiz is so bloody harsh I'm going to probably go quite harsh on, on Mr State next week so I can bring him down a peg or two <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, we'll see we'll see if that can happen but yeah who knows who knows but now, like I said, it was, I just thought it'd be a bit interesting to find out the percentages. And um, yeah, I, I must admit, I was looking at them, like I was guessing the percentages of what I thought for the players when I was thinking, right, I'm going to have this one for the quiz. And I'll tell you what, I didn't do very well either. I mean, I got three or four and that were it. And I was like, crikey, you know, some of these were ridiculous. I didn't get Ings. But I, did, I looked at Ings first and then I went low, low, a lot lower on Ings, to be fair. I think I went for 20% on Ings. Um, I got close on Antonio. I went twenty-eight percent with him, so I was happy with that one. But yeah, a lot of them difficult to do, very difficult. Nice, uh, mate. Um, good quiz, though. Jokes aside, I mean, I, I love it. I love the idea of it because that's not something that I, if I'm being slightly honest with you, I, I, I would look at percentages, but I wouldn't be able to work at. Like I look at it. I don't know how when you when you pick your team, but when I pick my team, I will look at the percentage of who how own they are but I wouldn't actually look at the outright number I'll just see where they are on the list if that makes sense yeah so um, it's very interesting to be fair yeah it's, it's just good to see what people are doing sometimes but you know like I said it's um 
I mean, I don't pick my players based on the percentage that they're actually renowned by teams, but um, I think, you know, at the same know. time, if you don't know much about someone maybe and you're thinking hey, that percentage could give you a bit of an inkling maybe, you know, that, that so that, you know, it's, there are things to, to learn from it, um, that's for sure. Um, and and it also, sorry, mate, I was just going to say, it also helps with um, with the, the, the players' prices because if they're heavily owned and they have a stinker, there's a good chance that people might transfer them out their 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 um their price will drop, and 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 vice versa. If they're heavily owned and they have a really good week, then their price might go up because more people want to have them because they're nervous that they'll get hurt by them again. Bruno Fernandez went up this week to twelve point one. You'd assume that he'd been heavily owned anyway, but it still went up yeah. because he got the hat trick. And, I, and again, again, if you if you're not aware of this, it's it's definitely mentioned on other FPL podcasts. But Man United fans, um, there there are a lot of them out there. And if Man United players start performing well, like your Greenwoods and your Pogba's, um, their value goes up a lot quicker than most teams. Just be, I think it's maybe the same for Liverpool as well because they've got such a worldwide um, fan base. But as soon as these players start performing, they desperately want them in their team and. And their, their value goes up a lot quicker than other teams. And, uh, you know, so that's just one thing to look out for when you're uh, picking your teams. Okay, great. Um, I mean, if you if you are still listening and enjoying it, brilliant. Um, we, as we said previously, like to talk about FPL. We like to talk about football. And we thought, why not record this and let other people listen in our conversation? Because we enjoy it. And if you're enjoying it, happy days. Absolutely love, um, you know, the, the new league. Again, you know, the fact that there's a, another southern team, it's just such a, nah. yeah, we, we love yeah. that. We love that. Um, no, yeah. we, nah. we, we, Get in touch with us on Twitter, that man. Get in yes, touch. Yes, and that, that, that brings me to the point, actually, our Twitter handle, I think I got yours wrong last week. Funny, because <laughs> I, I, found, I found you on there. Uh, well, thinking it was you, and it was actually some other randomer called FPL Northerner. Um, so shout out to him. But um, just to, to make sure that you're not confused, guys, um, State's Twitter handle is FPL underscore Northerner, right? Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> you looked at me <laughs> as if, like, what the f- are you saying? Um, yeah. And mine is at FPL underscore Southerner. So it should be easy to find us. If if you find one of us, you find the other one, no problem. Yeah. And, uh, and please... We've got the background as well, the North versus South podcast background that tells you that, that it's us as well. Yeah, exactly. But please, you know, get in touch with us if you're enjoying it, if you've got anything to add, anything to say, if you want to, you know, kind of like, if you have any questions or your interests in general, then we would love any feedback, even if it's just, you know, kind of constructive criticism, I guess. Uh, we 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 would love to hear from any of you guys on Twitter, um, and and realistically, we're, we're going to carry on doing these every week. You've you've now got an idea of the the structure of what our podcast will be. It will change. There will be different features, you know, it, different weeks. Um, and yeah, we hope that you join us again. Uh, just again, want to thank you for listening and and wish you all good luck. Yeah, good luck for game week two, everyone. Apart from Heath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I hope you make it a close contest this week. I, I'll, I'll feel bad for you if, if I keep demoralising you like this. 
Uh, well, I, I'll be totally honest with you, mate. Um, I am 100% rooting for Eddie Moran. Um, I, in, I'm, his, I'm his number one fan now, even if he's got a better Southern team than me. Go on, Eddie. Yeah. You, you, go after, you go after the state. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, cheers, everyone, for listening. Thank you as well.